you're listening to the 11th Hour Podcast, a podcast about Rancid. I am Sam Melancon of Debacle Records. I am Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. Uh, each week, one of us picks a song from Rancid or a Rancid-adjacent project, and we talk all about our complicated feelings. Uh, this week, before we get into the song... Uh, just want to call out, like, last week we announced it was our year anniversary of this awesome podcast that we've had just <laughs> way a too great much time doing. <laughs> way, way, yeah, way too much fun with. And uh, we launched our Patreon, and thanks to everybody who's been checking it out and and taking a look at Patreon. Uh, you can catch it. You can go check it out at the 11th Hour Podcast on Patreon.com. Uh, we've got a couple different tiers, and we just... We'd love for you to join us over there. We're going to try to make more of a community and have some pretty good offerings for people who uh, want to come join us in, in helping us, you know, uh, do more and more with this podcast. So uh, thanks to everybody who's been uh, checking that out. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I guess you made an audible midweek. You, with the pick, by the way. Oh, yeah, so exactly. That. So yeah. that, that's that's a big thing. So last week I had picked Andrino, and, uh, because I had some good feelings about Andrino. Uh, and then I realized Andrino, the reason it's a B-side will become somewhat evident. It's kind of a half a song. And, but I, I really do love Andrina. And what I really remember is I had the single to Blood Clot, and it was a really, like, well played <laughs> single like I, there's we'll talk about it a little bit more but these two songs that were the two b-sides to blood clot um are super deeply cut into me <laughs> from uh from that era of of cd singles and just having that cd around and sort of you know if you're gonna put it on you're gonna listen to those two songs you know you're gonna listen to adrena and to stop right. and so i just asked brad like hey can we just do adrena and stop because they're kind of similar in there are two examples of like why something becomes a B side. I feel like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, uh, so, <laughs> so how do we yeah, want to so do this? Do, how do we want to play? Like, do we want to play? Like, God, it's hard. I I think we just can kind of do what we did with the, the other medley. medley. Where let's okay. just let's just go one by one. The, again, I think kind of the the problem with even though there's parts of Andrina I really really like. The reason it's a B-side, I think, which will become very apparent, is that there's kind of half a song there. They kind of wrote half a song and then went, okay, where does this go? And so uh, I think that one's a little quicker. Um, uh, So let's let's just dive into Adrena. Let's let's kind of go through the two songs pretty quickly, like the content of the song. But then there's like a larger thing about just there's a lot of memories for me about this CD single. Like there's a lot of tactile like sense memory of like my mm. childhood which like you would expect there'd be more with rancid of that like of like remembering the cds and things like that and like and i you know i'm not very good with my we've talked about how like a lot of my memory is lost from high school not because i'm some whatever just i'm not good with memory and um this one is one that is all kind of come flooding back when i was looking at like discogs and like mm-hmm. looking at that cd single so Kind of brought up a couple of feelings about that. So let's talk about that after that. But let's go through the songs real quick. So let's play some Andrina. Well, a lot of people are always 
So Adrenaline's kind of, uh, both these songs, one thing I'll say is like, the fun part of these songs for me now, I don't know if about then, is it's really cool to come realize like, yeah, there's these little snippets of uh, almost life won't wait quality songs mm-hmm. to be had, like nuggets to be had that you kind of forget are out there because they're they're about as close as you get to more life won't wait. Right. Because they're life won't wait era songs that are almost good enough to be on the album, basically. Um, and Andrea is like kind of peak like like in a lot of ways they're what rancid would become like i think at the time this sort of rock and rockabilly lars kind of doing this sort of you know again almost like elvisy rockabilly right, voice right. and yeah. and them them doing this very kind of uh rockabilly solo and him going like go tim go and they're kind of like doing this kind of bass rock, you know walking bass bass line and everything uh, would become a, a lot of rancid is in the 20th, 21st century. But right. like at the time it was, you know, only a part of what rancid was. And, um, but it's a really catchy, uh, version of it. It just, the, the, the bridge starts and you're like, wait, where was the other two verses? You right. know, like, like, All right. <laughs> it, it's, it's like there was, and and like the delivery of the it's obviously kind of scratch demo of the track and like mm-hmm. um what's true about both of these songs that's very funny to me is they're almost like these are the first time i've ever like looked at lyrics i doubt they're even right because right. nobody nobody's written right. these lyrics down ever and they're the mushiest lars has ever been for sure like what are you saying on the chorus <laughs> Um, right. There's even a big question mark on the lyrics right. that I got of like, well, I don't know what he's saying there. Um, <laughs> well, like that's the usually reserved for fun. Tim. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> Lars, you know. And so, uh, it, it, which you wonder if that's like, you know, seventy percent of the reason. Um, it uh, it it it's you know, there's problems here, you know, and right. so. Like, uh, but all that said, a lot of pieces of the song stick so like bright in my head. Like I really, really like, um, I don't even know what, uh, God, what parts, but there's like, I just really, really enjoy the, the, uh, delivery of this song, but it's such a funny, like sad, uh, I don't know. It's it's so weird that it's just like you feel like the CD skipped and you missed something, and then it's and then it's this solo that's very nice, and uh, and then uh, and then it's over. You right. Know, it's just this like very fun, bright kind of anthemic little track, and then it's like oh well, oh it's over. Okay. <laughs> Right. Have you listened to it before? Like, did you ever like flip through the B and C sides? Did I you ha- have yeah. Any- I mean, I've. <clears throat> I'd listened to it, I mean, recently, it, you know, I mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't remember when it was, we'd, I guess it was probably last summer when I actually downloaded the B and C sides thing, um, 
Because mm-hmm. by Life Won't Wait, like, I checked out. You know, we've talked about this yeah. a lot. And so, yeah, this is, this is like, very new to me. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, I, I hesitate to say it's a fun song based on, like, the lyrics aren't real fun. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, but I, to me, it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting in that it's got, well, I think there's elements that remind me of Let's Go. And mm-hmm. I think part of that maybe is how short and ha- like it is. I don't know. But there's parts that remind me of Let's Go, but then there's also it's it's it, like it's a song. If it was, it could fit. I feel like on Let's Go. I feel like it could fit on Wolves. I feel like it could fit on Life Won't Wait. And I even feel like it could fit on Two Thousand because I mm. think there are elements of because they're so hoedowny. Yeah, like exactly. And I think it, yeah. you know we talked about how they got way more into that like later mm-hmm. but those elements were always there to some oh yeah degree. yeah no it's always, um, always around and so it's like it it's this weirdly it's like if you if i didn't know that this was a life won't wait b-side i wouldn't have guessed it i would not i would have thought it was from i think it's other. only lars's vocal style that yeah that's true give, give it away i think when he screams in drina it feels like a lot of those the lars stuff like you just hear it in his timbre like yeah, his that makes sense but yes I, I agree the structure of the song is very like kind of timeless rancid rockabilly bluegrass kind of song song structure for sure but it's such a weird thing like that they went all the way to recording like a scratch demo or scratch demo plus yeah of a song that really had no nothing but a intro and one chorus right <laughs> yeah I, it's yeah i every time i've listened to it i keep thinking uh, well like, did uh, when, i fall asleep for a second yeah or when i first downloaded it, the b-sides and c-sides i was like oh i wonder if this file's cr- like <laughs> cut off or something you know I, like because it's so i mean it's you know and and not that rancid having songs that are just over a minute is like a, not an uncommon thing but or is an uncommon thing, whatever. I don't know. Um, but just the way this is structured and it just, it seems like it's, you know, it's missing half the song. It's interesting though, because I, it's, if they had, if they'd finished it, basically, it's like, this could be like a real, I mean, it is a good song, but it, it's really, I would love to hear yeah, like, really. why did you guys just to- toss it basically? Yeah, like to just like was Lars just like unable to kind of like thematically bring it together. Yeah, and, maybe yeah, and, that, and they just didn't have time, you know. Right, like, right. And I mean, it must be something like that. And and you know, it's kind of somewhat similar to other songs around that era. So like they were like, oh, we got some songs like this, yeah. you know, like That's, some of the more rocking songs on on that era. But like, it is a really weird. <laughs> it's like, and you know, they feel like this was. We've kind of talked about this a little bit with the B sides of like, there was some like equity in having a few b-sides you know like yeah you needed to have b-sides to go produce cd singles to put out things in the japanese market to do other things like that like you you had you literally had to have b-sides um so uh it's weird maybe it's like well okay that can be a b-side let's right. move on you know right. what i mean like um but it uh, i i think when he yells adrita and then the whole go tim go thing it's like that's perfect little slice of rancid moment. You yeah, know I mean? no, like I that, love the, like, I, like, it's weird, like, the go Tim go thing cracks me up, 
I love it. Yeah. But it's because yeah. often when Lars goes in, you know, those kind of break the fourth wall moments, it's yeah, terrible. Yeah. You know? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so cringe. But this is. It's so funny because like, it's like another example of him just being like, he, he the Life of Wade era Lars, who was totally feeling himself for good reason. Again, we think Life of Wade era is like best Lars, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, <clears throat> which is so funny because I don't think most people at first glance realize how much that's the best Lars. Um, uh, he was so feeling himself that like he felt like he was like emceeing his life. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like 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 yes. you know like like he was like he was like the guy on stage, you know, hyping everybody up and 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 he, he was, was the main all character, the man. And he was he yeah was... yeah he was total main character energy that whole time, you know, and just and and uh, <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. And uh, it's it, it, but it's such a sunny. I mean, it's like not from the lyrics, right. which again, who the fuck knew that? Because I couldn't. Yeah, you can't. I usually can pick out Lars' lyrics, but like, man, I had no idea what the song was about. Um, but I find this song to be really like anthemic and fun. And like, I just wish they had finished it, basically, you know, mm-hmm. like in retrospect. So, so there's that. And what's interesting is when you listen to the two songs together off the single, it goes into stop. And I think it really went into stop. Like stop obviously has this really clear so starting point, which which let's let's play it. Okay. Like right from the beginning. It's got such an interesting right. start. Yeah, all right. Small sacrifice, otherwise few. Unity for the sake of the many forms. Use imagination, only few can go. Don't you man, it's only few level all. so it just slams into stop and so i think that kind of took a away from the fact that andrina is so weird because it's almost like it's like you don't even notice that it kind of it <laughs> i think for years i didn't notice how weird andrina yeah. was because it's like immediately you're being like what is going on with stop because stop <laughs> starts like like the most angular weird it almost doesn't come together like like tim's lyrics and the song are almost not in time with each other at all no it's yeah it's very at the beginning it it it's barely hanging on and they're very weird lyrics yes like oh the i mean i i didn't even know specifically every one of these lyrics but i could kind of tell they were very esoteric lyrics at the time and interesting and three of the four lines use the word few so sorry <laughs> yeah, I, just thought, I was like that's weird that's like <laughs> huh. uh and then and then it like snaps into this pretty tight ska like rock steady song Right. And and this like walk in baseline, which he kind of walks along with, you know, and and it's this very weird delivery of like him kind of in his full Tom Waitsian. Oh, you know, you can, this is a know, hell like, of a Tim. <laughs> it really is. But um, it it is so close to like masterpiece i feel like <laughs> like it's so close to being like a, a life won't wait era just banger 
But it's so weird. They didn't take the time to like rough the edges, you know, or smooth the rough edges would be the word. Right. Yeah. No, it's very, it's got a very like kind of ramshackle feeling to it. Yes. Like 100%. And I want, like, I, cause I kind of agree with that, but there's a part of me that thinks that's, at least for me, part of what, like the appeal or what makes it endearing. I'm like, I try to imagine if it was like a really polished version. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it would be. It would it would kind of make it I don't not like mediocre it but it, it wouldn't stand yeah. it wouldn't stand out it would just well it, yeah I don't even know what it would be you right. know what I mean like 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 I can't even like comprehend it but like it's and this is the one where it's like one of these two songs has the great like almost Beastie Boys esque like call and respond like repeat the line thing right right like like which is I was I was realizing today when I was listening I was like I wish they did that more like. Why didn't why don't we have Lars like echoing Tim's lines more? Like I that know. almost like like Beastie Boys esque. Like that that's a totally good technique for them. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. that works really well, especially when Tim's like pseudo rapping and everything. Like <laughs> like and you, you could totally get the like repeat um like emphasized lines with with Lars, you know what I mean? Like that that works, man. Like I think yeah. I've done that a little bit, but like it would really worked on this song. Um but also, I was listening to the song more, and I always could kind of. There's a couple lines in this that I was like, "Excuse me," you know. Every <laughs> t- since the beginning of time, I've just been like, "It's the most Tim I've ever heard." The most like, ex- "What <laughs> was that? Was that English?" Um, but uh, it's a really weird. It's a really weird song. I want to like take like five seconds here to like talk about like. In general, it kind of has that like rancid Tim generalized personal responsibility in the face of a shitty world, mm-hmm. you know. But it also sounds like it's a little specific about a person that he's kind of accusing of everybody saying is in trouble, but it's very obvious that like he, like, I knew you were just. Maybe not faking it, but like you're so connected and respected that you'd make it through, you know, like kind of like, mm. like I, I'm not supposed to pity you sort of thing. Uh, I'll mm. watch you make it through, you know, like he says, so we can, and it's kind of like, you know, why are you, why are you so asking for pity sort of tone? You know, you can go on your way, you can stagger through hell, you can lie on your back, you can stand up tall. Those like could just be lyrics about, like Tim doing kind of his motivational me against the world or us <laughs> against the world thing. And state of confusion, you got nothing to do. Connected, respected, I'll watch you make it through. I they tell me to sing along, to say that you were dying, but I knew that they were wrong. Like there's it feels like it's a very like I never had caught it before, but it feels like this is an accusatory song saying like everybody's feeling bad for you. But I knew that you're fine. Like, 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 this is all an act, or like you're you're so well taken care of. See, you're I, gonna be I fine. kinda I, I I read it the other way as of like everyone had given up on you, but I hadn't. Okay. That's kinda I'm, I, I like I can see what you're saying, and I and who the fuck knows, right? But it's I mean it is a weird like because they said you were dying, but I knew that they were yeah, wrong. Yeah. It could, like I mean it You're right, you're right. Um yeah. 
because you know we've and, and coming from Tim, I mean, how many people have, have gave up on Tim so many times yeah. in his life? And and it's interesting too that at least, and I can't remember off the top of my head like the song, but the lyrics it says like in the first part it says I was connected. I was connected. Yeah, yeah. And then it drops the I was on the list. So I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that means. But watching you make it through, and then the second one is connected, respected. I'll watch you make it through. Like the all, like I. There's like a yeah, yeah. It's interesting. There's like a shift of perspective. And right. Like, Intense. Maybe like it was. I always, I always think of this. The the when I think of this song, and I kind of the part that gets stuck in my head is this second generation. I always think of the way he's a second generation melting pot, like the way he's a melting pot. <laughs> You're ripped apart, but you're never done. There she goes. It's all right. And that's the part that they're doing the echo. It's all right. You know, right. Oh, nothing so to good. do. Waste your time. You know, um, oh, so good. It's great. And so uh, I also assume that this is just the same kind of one of the teams from Life Won't Wait, one of the various like ska teams they put together, whether it's the New Orleans team or the New York team. Right. Like, like depending on where this was recorded, which, by the way, I didn't really say, but like there's no information on where these were recorded yeah. or whatever i i kind of assume this is coyote studios and like the new york ska crew um because it just sounds like that you know it sounds like it's stubborn all-stars and and like vic and that crew but um there's no clarity there's no, yeah there are <laughs> I, no... I can't find anything yeah. yeah um but it's it's got a really special place in my heart because it is kind of this mess but it's such a I don't know. It's like really, really cool, weird, messy ska song that like, and again, like it's so like shambolic and like falling apart that it like, it's really endearing, I guess. And then Mm -hmm. again, it's kind of this confusing lyrics in a, in an interesting way, intriguing lyrics, I guess would be the way to say it. And so, those two songs together really f- always were this nice kind of we've talked about in the past about how like b-sides were always felt like these like secret keys of like fandom where you're like oh god i have a little bit more life won't wait in my pocket than the average person because i had this cd right like, which is an interesting so um this could sort of be seen as reader feedback or reader that fucking listener feedback. Um, so I've mentioned that my wife has like been listening and she's, I think, I don't know where she's, she's somewhere in the late 20 episodes, but after she listened to the things to come episode, which was the mm-hmm. only other B side really we've done. I think it was that one. Um, I think it was mm-hmm. that episode, but anyway, or it might've been the, I want to write episode. I don't know. But anyway, it was when we were talking about B sides and talking about what you were saying, how it was like, felt like this extra key, this, you know, and she was saying that, and this is totally like she called like she called totally called us out. She was like, "Yeah, the other thing though that you guys didn't talk about is there were plenty of people like her, like not and talking about rancid, but in just general, it's like I think she was talking about Radiohead, and she's like, I was a huge fan and fucking loved them, but we were poor as fuck, and I there was no way in hell I could afford to, you know." go track down b-side and so and she and you know and we kind of talked about there is like this really gross kind of gatekeeping part of it too and um anyway i just thought just like the, I, I thought it was interesting yeah we talked about it from a gatekeeping point of view of like oh you don't know about just knowledge but we didn't talk just about like how in the era of cds like having another 14 dollar cd yeah. for two songs was like this weird very privileged privileged <laughs> thing of like hey do you have money just to burn especially at the time when that 
you know, that's the equivalent of spend $30 right. now to get two songs, which, you know, nobody would do in this day and age, you know? Right. And so, um, yeah. Like, anyway, I just thought it was an interesting thing and I've been meaning to say something about it. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, we, that was, no, it's totally valid. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what it felt like when you were that upset that, you know, I had always talked about, especially early on in my music buying career, there were sort of two, um, two, uh, artists earlier on in my buying world that I would, I would do this for and It was rancid and it was, um, chemical brothers. Or, oh, right. said. Yeah. For me, it was, and, it was Nirvana and smashing pumpkins. So exactly. Right. <laughs> like, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, and yeah, I definitely partake, partook and my friend would buy the smashing pumpkins. Right. And I would listen to them, you know what I mean? And like, I'd be like, Oh, this is cool. You know, and but like it was almost like you'd want your friend to get into a band and they would buy all the B sides and you'd be able to listen to them. You know what I mean? Like, because exactly, you're right. It's like it was like cost prohibitive right. to like be that type of fan. Um, but like this look, so I, I went to Discogs to be like, these are the two songs on that single, right? Like I kind of had to remind myself. Mm -hmm. And I, I had this wave of nostalgia when I saw the CD mm. and the CD single and this like, a, some of the best, right along with Life Away, it's worth like clicking through. I'll probably link it, but like looking at the photos, it's all these like Brooklyn photos, um, kind of the same era as the cover of Life Won't Wait. And there's this one picture of Matt in like yellow and black, actually. <laughs> High contrast yellow and black, which is funny with what right. the, the new album is. Could, much better than anything on the new album, but um, uh. Just and it's in that you know those CD singles you you probably do but like a lot of people probably don't know CD singles used to come in these thin jewel cases mm -hmm. that were like more like a tape because they had like a J card like a tape right um and so there was like you could see the CD when you flipped it over the CD was facing outwards yep um yep I and so that. and so like. I just saw this and it took me back so much. Like I felt like I was flipping through my big, you know, uh, book of CDs, you know what I mean? And this is mm -hmm. like, it's interesting. Cause like, this is really like the era of my CD collection, my wall of CDs, my, my big stupid suitcase of CDs mm -hmm. that I took everywhere <laughs> with me, you know, like I was that kid, you know, and like, and, and, for all this talking about rancid, we really don't talk a lot about like some of the more physical specific stuff. There's, there's even some stuff I realize I haven't been talking about, um, that wouldn't really fit with this episode, but like, I need to bring up at some point, like what my CD collection looked like because of the girlfriend I had at the time, what she made me when she bought me my own copies and stuff. So like very, very specific stuff. Like, like I, I, there was all this sort of, you know, like, I forget how important all this stuff was when you're 15, you know what I mean? Like, right? Like, yeah. And so, like, I just had this rush of, like, my room, my, like, childhood bedroom, because, like, that's what I would listen to. <laughs> I would pull this out when I'm, like, sitting in my bedroom listening to stuff, not even in my car, because it's two songs, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you so rarely are, like, flipping through your CD signal, uh, right, singles right. in your car, you know what I mean? You know, like... It's when you're like kind of being reflective and just like kind of sitting on your floor, like flipping through your, your collection being like, oh, I should listen to those two songs together. Um, 
and just like staring at this this packaging and being like oh my god you know it's like all these pictures of brooklyn and these studios and these practice spaces and it just looked like this whole other world you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it, and there's something i don't know like i don't even have a fully finished thought <laughs> but like more than more than most rancid packaging it did that thing that i would talk about of like there's this big world of interesting activities happening out in the world and i'm sitting you know on a on a hill in issaquah in the dark <laughs> you know what i mean and right. I, I like what what will my version of this be you know what i mean like will i ever do anything like this you know what i mean mm-hmm. like will i and that question of like this 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 one more than anything felt like oh it's a little bit closer it's a little bit raw if it's pro- probably closer to what it feels like it sounds like to be in studio you know it feels like right you know like there's a little bit like closer to the metal version of the experience here and so i always thought that was interesting and and, and it just yeah it was very wild that that was the first one because it isn't just these iconic covers it was something that I only remember seeing, like, because I don't go see it every time I look at, like, a rancid list on, you know, YouTube Music or Spotify or whatever, like, the covers. The last time I saw this was when I held it in my hand, <laughs> if you if that makes sense, yeah. right? So, like, so I associate it with that time. Right. And so, like, these two songs really, like, kind of brought all that back um, in kind of a wild way. So... Um, yeah, no, I always think that's interesting. With, like, I don't have that experience with this specifically, obviously, but just the way our brains, you know, work in yeah. that way and how you can see something or hear something and you are just in this specific moment. I I had this, yes, this is like very tangentially related, but like yesterday when I was doing the Foxy Digital's Daily Podcast for today and I was doing this Penelope Traps album was what I was recording and and I've been listening to it a lot over the last week. And on this one song, there's this like repeating chord on a piano, like an all week. I, every time I'd hear it, it was just like, like it was tr- something in my brain was going like, you know, that this is, so-. and I couldn't fucking figure it out though. But then mid recording the freaking review <laughs> and like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh my God, it's from top gun. Like the, <laughs> And, but then it was like, and then immediately that song, like this song, which had really, when I, you know, listening to it, take me somewhere else completely. Like immediately I was like in my parents' living room, like <laughs> sitting on this old brown and orange couch that we used to have. And it was just, it was weird. I don't know. But like, that's obviously different, but it was just, it's, no, it's just, that's, it's I mean, really that's exactly weird the, how that, ha- you know, like it, I think the word, you know, I think tactile is a really good word for it because it's just like, it's not even just this memory. It's like there's a physical sensation to it too for me. Like, it's like you're, I mean, it's like you really are just, you feel like you're in this very specific moment or like place. 100%. I felt like I like, for some reason I was really associated with the specific texture pattern of the walls of my room. Yeah. Like I, yeah, like 100%. And I think we both talked about how, like, we kind of the way whatever our brains manifest things, <laughs> uh, long-term memory isn't, like, the biggest thing for us. Right, you know? right. Like, Like, we haven't, like, and so 
I'm not too bummed. I try not to be too bummed about how much I kind of, I realize I've forgotten, you know, and just yeah. kind of go, well, that's weird and yeah. kind of move on. Maybe some of it will come back, but like, um, this, the, that one is, is one where it's like, oh, that's interesting when I have very specific memories because I'm, I'm, there's whole swaths of my high school that I just don't not again. I think I said this before, like I had a very good, you know, upbringing and all very positive for the most part and right. you know like like there's no like trauma associated i don't i don't really believe um but uh like it's just not kind of useful to my brain or right now i totally yeah i same and it's like but it's kind of interesting that there's some stuff that is right there yeah when the right stimulus shows up i you know, know I mean? and, and it's always weird to me too the things that i've forget like so I don't know. It's been a, it was a couple months ago that, and, and obviously doing this podcast has made me think a lot more about those times, but yeah. I had completely forgot until seriously, maybe a couple months ago that when I was 15, I think I must've been 15. My parents drove me to St. Louis to go Louis. meet, which is like six hours away Yeah, to go meet up with this girl that I'd met on in punk chat on America online to go see bikini kill at wash you in St. Louis. Like, and they dropped me off and then picked me up at the end of the night, which a is fucking like, again, I had like the coolest parents. I am like, yeah, wow. But how the hell I'd forgot about that. Cause then as I was like, Oh my God, that was like a really formative thing because you know, I like, as I started, getting more involved in the punk scene around here for a couple of years and trying to put on shows and stuff. Like I took a lot away from that, how, you know, bikini kill were very like, you know, girls in the front guys, like if you, you yeah. know, stay in the back and it was, which to me, it was like, yeah, that is a thing that everybody should do. And, but, yeah. um, it's weird how, like, that's something like, I think about when I remembered it, I was just like, Oh my God, like, why is that not, that should be a, the first thing I think about when I'm thinking about like, formative musical memory but anyway i don't know and i don't even know what made me think of it like um but yeah and i don't know what that has to do with anything other than well no i mean <laughs> that's i mean those are the core memories we're trying to get right to, yeah like, like, <laughs> like, i i i have so many things i've probably forgotten that like i i more wonder like i need to go like interview my friends who i think are better at some of this memory of this time that like i'm not really close with anymore and be like what did we what the hell what are the memory what are like the core things that i'm forgetting about what are the things we talked about and did that'd be interesting yeah and and how do they relate to some of these rancid things you know like yeah because i mean the other thing that i'm thinking about that i'm sure you're thinking about is like there's stuff that was, it's not interesting to me today as a 40 year old, but was very interesting to me as a 16 year old. And it's like, how do I make sure those experiences still happen in a somewhat important and yet safe way for my child who's mm-hmm. eight now, but in eight years, it's going to be 16, right. you know, and eight years goes by the last eight years went by like a flash. Yeah. The next eight years are going to go by and uh, you're, you're even older child. And like, it's like, how do I make sure to be that sort of cool parent while right. also being a supportive and, you know, safe parent and all those things, you know, like, like, and, and what's today's version of that? You know what I mean? That, so, yeah. That's the thing I really struggle with is what, I mean, we've, and I've, uh, this has been a thing just ongoing. I've been thinking about with not just this subject, but in with music in general. And we talked about it on the Foxy to Patreon about, and we talked about this with 
when we were talking about the new release thing last week, like what does yeah. an exciting new release rollout look like in 2023 or feel like compared to 1997? And, yeah. and yeah. And the same thing, like how do, what are the experiences that my kid wants to have or could have that would be formative and impactful the way I did and the way that my parents helped facilitate those things for me? Like what is, yeah. What does that look like now? I don't fucking know. I mean, like yeah. it's you know you're taking your kid to the interrupters like tomorrow, right? Tonight, tonight, holy shit! Um, so I mean, yeah. like that, and you know, whenever I had brought Marisa Anderson to Tulsa, like that was my kid's first show, so it was like, well, this is something, but that was also more my thing, you know, like that wasn't Go to dad's thing, yeah, right? Exactly. And and she loved and it. He's done a, a couple of those, but like, yeah, so. Um, you know, unfortunately, like she's into like Ariana Grande, which I would happily go to an Ariana Grande concert, but it would sure. cost like five thousand fucking dollars. Exactly, that's so, the problem. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is. I I think this is. We could do multiple episodes on this conversation. I think it's super interesting stuff, and I yeah, and that's one of the I, things I'm, I love about you know where these songs lead us. <laughs> exactly. Like, and so I'll, I'll I, yeah, good good point. I I didn't realize that I would dovetail with the interrupter thing, but like yeah. I will I will report back yes, about, next hey, week. if you even make it to the interrupters, uh, you know, because it's a little late for him, but yeah. he's eight years old. This is definitely like right on the edge of possible, but he loves the interrupters so much and they're here, so we're gonna try. Yeah. And um openers aren't that great, but sadly, but um maybe they'll put on a good show, you know, who knows with that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh we'll get a report next week. We'll get a report about what it was like, and and it could be really formative and stuff. And you know, there, if nothing else, the interrupters are basically built to be like a sing along live band more than anything else. So like, I think if we can make it to the interrupters, it'll be yeah. it'll be probably pretty entertaining. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, for sure. And kind of mind blowing for him. So, uh, well, you know, and it's kind of fun that it's like a Hellcat band. Yeah, you know? that's like, great. Like, that's who awesome. can believe that? that I know. Like that's his. I know. something he digs. You know so. Yeah, so we'll do that. Um, and speaking of uh, exciting rollouts, yeah, we had a couple uh, we, we, couple good responses. Yeah. Um, first, I just wanted to read the thing from Instagram, and we can play the voicemail. Is that yeah. Sean on Instagram was saying this is his favorite song they've done post two thousand, which that's pretty. That's big. I don't agree. It's not for me at all. But like, I think that's pretty. <laughs> uh, like, it's like it's. You know, we talked about this already. We did like an hour on this. It's fine. Like, it's I'm op I am optimistic. I'm more optimistic than I was on the emergency pod. I think of a few days to let it soak in. I'm like, yeah. You know, and, and again, the thing I'm Tim sounds really dialed, really in, good, and that is the thing. Uh, yeah, let's listen to voice message because I I have one response, but I think the voice message hits exactly what I'm yeah. gonna say too. So right. so Nick sent us a voicemail. Hey guys. Nick from Pittsburgh calling in. Uh, big fan of the show. Obviously, big fan of Rancid. Um, I was excited to hear your thoughts on the new tune. Uh, I've been a Rancid fan for the better part of my life at this point, which is wild. But a little background. I got into Rancid. I saw them in 2001 at the Warp Tour. When I was 13, uh, up to that point, I was really mostly just into kind of like pop punk or skate punk. Uh, and Rancid blew me away, just kind of aesthetically, musically, everything I wanted at the time. Um, and I went out and bought what was their most recent album at the time, uh, Rancid 2000, which definitively changed my life and my musical tastes and uh, really was just a gateway to uh, an entire subculture for me. Um, <clears throat> it led me to their back catalog as well. They definitely became my favorite band. 
But then the indestructible uh, rollout started. I did not like fall back down at all. I remember hearing it, being really disappointed, not liking the album overall. Subsequent albums really didn't care one way or the other. Um, but listening to your pod made me reappraise Troublemaker, which I've come to really enjoy. Um, so the new tune, I thought it was great. Didn't change my life or anything, but I really like the urgency and the energy from Tim. I think his performance is great. I love that. Mow him fucking down, insistence. So anyway, excited for the new album. Excited to hear you guys' thoughts on the new tunes and the tunes you haven't covered yet. Thanks. Peace. See you in the pit. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks for the message, Nick. Uh, I First of all, I love that, like troublemaker mafia man like like i love i know that like we're we're changing minds on troublemaker this like is, if nothing else exactly i this is our legacy man I know. it's like because like we've, probably we've the heard, most overlooked part of rancid i know, you know and i feel like like of everything we've heard the this is like the consistent message we've heard from more people is like you all made me th- re- reconsider troublemaker and it's actually pretty good <laughs> and i'm like 100 <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it's gonna be our, we're gonna like identify that with that too much and that will become like our weird crusade and like we'll be like it's the best one right. what are you talking yeah, about a year from now we're gonna be like fuck out come the wolves it's troublemaker yeah, yeah. yeah exactly we'll just like be up our own ass right uh no but i do i that's great to hear you know like that somebody's rediscovering rancid and like you know reevaluating um them and man also before we get to the new song like Think about being 13, seeing Rancid and going oh and grabbing 2000. I mean, you're in for a great, That's amazing. like, I'm sure hardcore and, and all sorts of interesting things into your life. And you you can go a lot of different directions from there. That's a great moment to to, yeah. <laughs> to exist, you know, like that was probably a great couple summers there, um, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I think he says exactly what it is. Like, I find that song to be somewhat, you know, it, we've had the song for a few more days now. And it's like, and people f- will have heard this and it will be a few weeks actually right, since right. we did our emergency pod. But for us, it's a couple of days. Um, the absolute truth is like, it's still pretty problematic structurally. And I really don't like the chorus, but like, I think the tightness on some mm-hmm. of the thrashy bits on it are really impressive and kind of a new thing. Another new thing that like, it's a tiny spice, but it's like, ooh, you know, like, yeah. oh, the sort of like tight kind of like ripping Dun, 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 dun. Like, like yeah. it's kind of new for them. And I'll, I'll say it again. And he said it exactly that the moan fucking down right. and like the intensity that that really sticks in my head. And I really enjoy listening to Tim's lines on this. Like, I wish it wasn't so it, it's got a little tough guy yeah, thing going on. Right. So I got a little bit of the blood clot kind of like this song means nothing other than being like angry. But like there's a version where it's poison and it's kind of like almost high art level of that right. you know what i mean like where it's yeah, like I mean, so dumb only, it's awesome the only line i honestly remember from the song is the moan fucking down part yeah 100 which is i mean that's you know that they should have called the song well, well, what about down. the what about the classic tomorrow oh the the mad part <laughs> tomorrow yeah, that hurt me the grover thing <laughs> oh man god i almost died trying to do it <laughs> tomorrow um, <laughs> Okay, podcast I'm, I'm has like gone off literally the dying over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh, um, uh, don't yeah. note to self. Don't try to do Matt. <laughs> don't, do um, the, don't do the Matt voice. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So, like heightened version of what we said last time. It's yeah. like 
really excited, kind of stoked about how there might be kind of them trying to be a little tighter. I also think, do you, do you get this, that like, they're playing to Brandon's strengths with that song structure. Yeah, I think like, so. He's more of a, like a metal core drummer right. than he is like a, like snappy, like pop punk, you know, like, like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the dun, 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 yeah. dun, like big toms, like. Yeah, those that's what he plays. He plays that sort of metalcore style, like way more than the like crisp mm-hmm. snare style of Brett, you know, that that he has to play on the older songs. So, like, yeah, I wonder if he had more say, you know, on this and he was more like, let's do a little bit more of like a kind of metally hardcore record, you know. So maybe it will be like kind of, you know, Whoa. Well, you you played played to what you have, you right? Know? Yeah, you know? play your strengths, man. That's the thing. So we'll anyways. see. But yeah, no, thank. But um, yeah, thanks for the message. Yeah, and and uh, keep just keep sending those in. You know, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, okay, are we done? I think we're done. <laughs> oh, I, I guess we, I got to pick something. Shit. Oh yeah, well, that whole thing. Oh my god, what do you got? Uh, nothing. Do you not even have a pick? <clears throat> I don't. But I do, I do. I mean, I've had one. I've had one. I've been saving for, and it's like it's kind of a nothing thing. But um, I okay. for some reason, this at one point was like my favorite rancid song. I don't, and, and there's no Ooh, real reason. I'm interested. Yeah, and it's from Let's Go, so that's even more weird. Okay, hold on, hold on. Oh, are you gonna guess? Uh, you're never, you're um, never gonna fucking guess it. If you do, I'm it's fucking motorcycle ride. No, isn't that a fucking damn it. Matt song? It is. So I'm sorry. Oh Hold God, on. that was bad. Yeah. Well, I like how. Have you met like me? How mad you got about that? <laughs> I know. I'm offended. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just was picking like A's. Oh God. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna do this. You're not gonna get it. Like I'm fully. Uh, it's as one. No. Damn it. No, no. It's burned. Damn it. All it's right. burned. Burn. Yeah, I would never have gotten. No, I, ever, I, I don't know. And I, yeah, so so we're gonna talk about burn, burn. next week. I, okay, I like it's it. It's a song that's like three lyrics. I was, gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say whenever we pick, let's go. It's just like, well, that that's a very short song. Yeah, and this one it's is almost even, like harder to do. Let's go than than um, two thousand. I feel like sometimes. Oh yeah, know? I feel I, well. I just like pulled up the lyrics, and it's like literally <laughs> like nothing. I mean, there's yeah, but it's fine. You know, it's fine. We got there's there's some stuff there. Maybe we'll figure it out. Um, we'll figure it out. We, as ev- we make it work. as always, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, you can find us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/the11thHourPodcast, um, or holler at us on Twitter and Instagram at RancidPod. And that's about all for this week. <laughs> Whoa! I don't. I feel like I'm forgetting to say something. I mean, well, I, I mean, other than the end part, but like, I, I, is there, I don't think so. leave us voicemails, I mean, leave us reviews, leave us voicemails, reviews. We got this Patreon thing. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Check out our t-shirt and, uh, with, yeah, check out our t-shirts. Cause there's some fun, cool stuff there. And the, as a reminder, the, um, radical acceptance, acceptance ones, all the funds raised from that go to the Trevor project. So with all that next week, until then. See you in the blood!